Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option, if you're doing fertility or IVF, can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. My friend Christy Dondero Betway is on the show today. I am very excited about this. You guys know my own personal struggles with food and then, of course, giving up dieting altogether. I am anti-diet and all about mindful eating. But Christy is here because she runs an incredible program in D.C. called Rock Recovery, and it helps men and women recover from eating disorders such an important organization. So she's on the show today. I can't wait to hear her journey with food and also hear about the great program. Um, Well, look, this woman is my friend. She also runs an incredible program called Rock Recovery, which we are going to talk about, um, which helps women who, and is it just women? And men. I was going to say, because doesn't it blow you away how many men have issues with food? Oh, totally, totally. Never fails to never fails to surprise me. And every time I do, whether it's a mindful eating series, whether it's um, I had this great guy on Chuck Carroll who now works with Dr. Neil Barnard from What the Health, and um, he lost like over 300 pounds with gastric bypass. But anyway, every time we talk about food and body image, I have so many men who reach out, and it just blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's talking about it as the first step, having the conversation. It is. Yeah. It really, really is. Um, so, Christy, we were. I wanted to finally have you on because February 
February, the last week of February, but we were just saying we celebrate the whole month. But um, it is National Eating Disorder Week coming up. That's correct. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, I want to, you know, you have a story around food, much like I do, but um, tell me a little bit about Rock Recovery, what you guys do first, and then we'll talk about you. Sure. So Rock Recovery is a nonprofit based in DC. We are nine years old this year, turning 10 in 2019. I know, pretty legit. So we just exist to help decrease stigma around eating disorders and related issues and to help people get better. So we run an affordable outpatient recovery program for adults and then do tons of community empowerment, outreach, education events too. Yes. Yeah. Um, And so this whole thing really started with your founder. It sure did, yes. So a lovely gal named Carolyn Larson started Rock Recovery in 2009, and I've since kind of inherited it. She birthed it. I adopted it, I like to always say. <laughs> uh, and she's still lovely and involved and on our board. But yeah, her story is just a really common one where she struggled with an eating disorder but was too sick for some places and not mm. sick enough for others. So everyone oh. turned her away, and she was like, I want to get better, and I'm day by day getting worse, and I don't know where to go or how to get help. And so she wanted up finding a facility finally in California that took her and when she got home she just kind of realized someone's got to change this someone's got to do something so she did her friend brought her a book called Nonprofits for Dummies and she just day by day step by step started this thing well that's a good question so who qualifies for Rock Recovery now? So for our program at Rock Recovery, we take people who are medically stable. So we kind of bridge this unique gap where when people come home from treatment, mm. you know, you have this great, lovely environment where your meals are brought to you every day. You have community. Your phone might be taken away. And then you come back home and real life happens. And so lots of facilities do a great job training people for real life, but training for it and then living it day by day is different. So we help people as they enter back home mm-hmm. kind of do their thing, you know, go to work, go to school, be a mom again, be a spouse again, be a roommate again, be a cat owner again, whatever that might be, you know? Right, and so right. kind of help them as they come back home and uh, we give them community so they're not isolated. They get sure. to be a part of this great community, get group meals, group therapy, and then a mentor who's kind of a peer, kind of cheerleader for them. Mm. Then we have an awesome chaplain. If people want spiritual support, they can hang out with her, which everyone should, but yes. um, it's been a really neat, a neat thing. So tell me this, because like where is um, eating disorders now in the in the world? And I mean that in the sense of research and, and mm. what you guys know, right? So um, you, I'm sure, went through this. I did. I had an eating disorder that, you know, never really needed medical treatment. Mm-hmm. So it was always the yo-yo dieting, and then I didn't eat for a while and passed out. And then, you know, I would have a binge and gain all the weight back mm-hmm. and you know, definitely in this crazy diet cycle, but was never full on anorexic or bulimic or really needed treatment. So what are you guys finding? Are the numbers of people that are suffering from very severe eating disorders going down? Are they going up? Um, what's the research with it now? Yeah. Well, and research is getting better, but we're still sadly underfunded as a field. Mm. Technically eating disorders are the number one cause of death from mental illness, but we still receive such small funding. And so for us, I love that you said, you know, you're not necessarily like a cookie cutter type of eating disorder because I really wasn't either, but that doesn't make it not significant or didn't make it any harder or make it any more miserable day after day, right? It's still a prison you're living in, even if you're not necessarily emaciated or the textbook example. And so our statistic that we really go by from the National Eating Disorder Association is that in America alone, 20 million women and 10 million men will have an eating disorder at some point in their lifetime. So to your point about men, I mean, it's up there 
And they're coming out a little more and more, but still the stigma keeps a lot of people quiet. So even though those numbers are alarming, I think they're much higher because people aren't necessarily seeking treatment. And what's the stigma still? Because I do think we we are beginning to talk more and more about food and body image and um, the ridiculousness of diets, which I preach like all the time. Yes, we love you for that. Oh, it's so good. But... Um, yeah, why? What's the stigma still? People are just so ashamed of having an eating disorder, being bulimic, anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think just the term mental illness, like the word illness is in the term. So people oh, kind okay. of can have their own bias or kind of reaction to that. And then. I mean, people don't like talking about serious and hard things sometimes. I feel like so often, you know, look at social media, look at the facade that we put off, like we're perfect, right? Like our days are good. That's true. Things are going great. And so I think it's hard when there's something hard in our lives that's kind of hard to dig into it. And... I think just the stigma, it's still not understood. So I always joke, I pity the person that meets me at a dinner party and asks what I do for a living. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, keep your soup spoon in your hand and let me tell you. Because it's just like, no one's talking about it. But we eat three times a day at least, hopefully, right? And it's and it's happening every day. So the stigma is high. But I also think it's because people don't understand that you can struggle with disordered eating and not have a full-fledged eating disorder. So people aren't necessarily like, oh, that can't happen to me. That's so different. That's something. But it's so easy to become obsessed with food or calorie counting. And that's true. And my mindful eating therapist always said to me, she's always like, um, you know, you can give up, you don't need alcohol to live. You Mm -hmm. don't need a drug to live, but you do need food. Totally. You know, when you have an eating disorder or you have just um, disordered thinking about food, you have to. There's no, there's no like, hey, I, I can figure out a way to give up alcohol. Mm-hmm. You have to eat. And our society is so obsessed with food and wants to shame food. You know, in the same 10 seconds, you can hear two advertisements, one saying like, you had a bad day, you deserve it, have that sinful brownie, Be have that quote unquote bad yes. food. And then a second later, it's like, be good, go on this cleanse, lose this weight. And it's just these extremes that aren't sustainable and aren't actually quote unquote healthy. And they're really, and that was the thing like when I started going to uh, mindful eating was mm-hmm. that unlearning the whole there are bad foods and there are good foods. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the biggest things that Robin began because I was that person like I could never keep. I was like, I can never keep cookies in my house. I can't keep ice cream because yeah. I'm going to eat the whole thing, you know? And that's what I would do. I'd like plan out my binge and then eat like a pint of Ben and Jerry's and three cupcakes mm-hmm. and all this stuff and just feel like crap. And I had to unlearn like ev- all foods are okay. Yeah. Like it really is about thinking about how it makes you feel and. Totally. I mean, all foods fit. What we always say is the only bad food is one that you stole. Right. You know, like truly, like you shouldn't feel bad about eating something unless you stole it. And then maybe you should feel bad. But, you know, yeah, it's so different. So what was your story around food? My story is a complex one, and it it started earlier than I even realized. Sometimes I've kind of had this revelation later on in life, but I recovered from an eating disorder back in my early 20s, so it's been a little over a decade, which is wild. But I struggled for about 10 years with full-fledged disordered eating and kind of dabbled in the eating disorder realm, depending on how you wanted to textbook me. Um, But started when I was young. I was a comfort eater, you know, grew up in the age and era of Weight Watchers, and I remember when I moved from Pennsylvania to Texas, 
against my will at the ripe age of eight, I just started comforting with food. Yeah. It's all I had. It's all I knew. It was my only tool in my little toolbox, you know, and when you're eight, oh, life is hard. Life is hard when you're grown up too, but I just remember not knowing how to cope. Yeah. And so it really turned to food and then it became a ballerina in middle school and high school and got very, very serious. So I had this world that was very aesthetically motivated mm-hmm. and then this mentality and emotional side of me that didn't know how to cope if I wasn't eating. So I was sort of on both ends again, being told, you know, be thinner, lose weight, look like this. Oh. But I didn't know how to deal with life. So it was really this kind of push and pull. And I know that pressure, yeah. you know, that pressure. Cause that was the thing is, um, and I think I was reading, did you start your first diet at 13? Yep. At 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And same thing. I was right around that age too. And I'd started riding horses, just like doing little saddle seat competitions and I had an instructor and she was basically saying that fat girls never win Mm. um, riding competitions and so everybody in the barn at that point was on a little fat free diet and that was when you were eating fat free and that was Mm. my first diet no and my mom (laughs) I say to my mom I'm like why did you ever think that I would want like that you it was okay for me to be on a diet she's like oh well you just seem like you love riding horses so much so I was so happy Mm. that you were in this world and you were doing this thing did your parents ever pick up on what was happening emotionally physically oh gosh girl that's such a question um as I got older they were super supportive when I entered recovery but I think just because our society doesn't know what to do kind of neither did my parents um and I, my eating disorder too was kind of not as textbook. So I think people were like, oh, she's eating. She's fine. We don't need to worry. And so my mom, when I went on this crazy diet, my senior year of high school, where I couldn't even eat carrots because they had too much sugar. I mean, just all this crazy, crazy stuff. I worked at a gym Mm -hmm. and had a personal trainer who put me on a diet, which was just insane. And my mom would like make my little turkey burgers and steamed broccoli and spray butter for me. And because she wanted to support me, she knew it's something that I wanted and she cared for me. And she's like, I want you to be happy and healthy and like try to support me. And you know, she didn't, I didn't ever tell anybody. No one knew the internal dialogue. No one knew the internal struggle. All they saw was the external and you know, you can hide from people if you really want to. That's kind of what I did. What was your breaking point? What was that turning point? Oh my gosh. So I, I went to school and at NC state go pack and mm-hmm. left Texas as fast as I could. Cause I did not drink the Texas Kool-Aid. People love it there. I don't get it. I don't really? get it. Oh, I hate it in there. Yeah, it's not I for am me. dying to go. Texas is on my list. <sighs> I'm like, I just feel like I would be all about bigger is better. And I'd have a big old <laughs> truck and I'd be like, I'm all about this girl. You could do it. Bigger the hair closer in to you. God. I would be, hell yes. Like t-shirts. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Totally. Um, but I, I left when I was 18. I had not bought into the big hair, um, phenomena. I remember not saying the word y'all until I moved to North Carolina. I like refused to take on the Southern vernacular. I was like, I will stay Pennsylvania. I will never do it. And then when I moved to North Carolina, I became more Southern oddly enough. But, um, so it was tough for me all throughout college. Right. When I graduated is when I, I quit ballet, had an identity crisis. I didn't realize how much ballet was me like Christy and ballerina were kind of the same thing wow and when I quit I didn't know what to replace it with and so I gained some weight because I stopped restricting when I quit ballet and then I I gained some and realized oh I don't like this I'm not comfortable with this so I went on a diet and lost weight and immediately got positive reinforcement so people are like oh yeah they always you look great amazing 
Yeah. So that kind of started my cycle throughout college where I tried to stay on my quote unquote good diet, but of course binged because my body was like, hey, fat's cool. You should eat some fat, but yeah. I didn't know what to do. So I had that whole cycle throughout college. Graduated college, had such a, I say I had three quarter life crises. Um, my first was right when I graduated. Uh, a friend passed away from cancer and life just got so real. You know, when you graduate mm. and you like leave the safe cocoon of school and go into the real world, you're like, oh, yeah, it's no a one lot. I mean, it's a lot. And I was like, so I can't sleep until nine and go to the bar most nights. Like, I don't understand. Like, what is this reality thing? Like, I didn't sign up for this. Um, and death yeah. will make you really, I mean, it. yeah, it, everybody has that moment, I think, whether it's losing a parent or a sibling or yep. a dear friend. And um, yeah, and I'm sure that friend was like 22 years old and you're yeah. like, oh my God, you know, then nothing's promised, right. you know, nothing's promised. So it really is like a really a difficult moment. Yeah, it really, it really was. And, you know, again, in my coping skills, food was still kind of how I coped, either mm. by eating or not eating. Like, I restricted and felt in control and felt better, or I ate to comfort, and then it was that shame cycle, kind of that guilt and shame over and over. So I didn't know how to deal. I didn't know how to cope. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is well-researched, baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two, zero. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating. And today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. 
you know, I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. And what changed it for me, honestly, was uh, meeting a, a boy at a bar who asked me to go to church. Really? So totally a weird story. Yeah, I'm to this day great friends with him and his now wife, and they're the loveliest people. So yeah, but that's what really changed it for me. He invited wow. me to go to church with him, and that was a huge catalyst for me in finding a new identity and just like getting outside of myself, finding something bigger than myself to be a part of. And I know, I mean, because you and you and I are friends outside you know, of are. this podcast, <laughs> but I can't remember if you were telling me, were you raised with a spiritual foundation? I was raised when I would say like quasi-Catholic or culturally okay, that's Catholic, right? right? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, I think my parents tried to instill it in us. And then I remember the first time my sister and I lied about going to church and went to McDonald's instead and had hash browns. Yeah. I was like, now I'm like, sorry, Jesus. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, for me, it, it was never personal. It was never mine. And so it just wasn't, I just kind of let it fall Never to really the wayside. Stuck. Yeah, Never stuck. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how faith works. Like you re- when you, when you're in need, like it's kind of your eyes open up to that reality. So for me, that was huge. Wow. So I went to this church that was started from London. So everyone had cool accents and just sounded so that's wise. Cool. Yeah. I know, it was delightful. And then at that church, a program was being run called new ID, which is a six week course for anyone with an eating disorder. And I remember that is divine it, intervention. I mean, truly. Right. And I like to mm-hmm. joke, God tricked me twice once with cute boy second with this course because the second I heard about it I was like I bet this will help me lose more weight and get back to my quote-unquote goal weight and of course like it was the opposite opposite, right but like hey God's smart God's sneaky worked out great um so that's kind of what really did it for me was was getting into that course and having the reality check of like I don't have to live this way anymore like this is not how I have to spend my days right 
thinking about food, counting calories, yeah. being obsessed, hating your body, hating my body, and just being a bad friend. I mean, I remember being at dinner with people and just being fixated on how many calories I just ate, not even listening to their story about whatever was happening to them, or you know, just skipping work because I said I was sick, so I wanted to go to the gym, or just all the things where I wasn't ever present. I wasn't ever. I wasn't really living my life. I wasn't really there, you know. What's the story, you know, because I love, you've really dedicated so much of your life to this. You know, you've been, like you said, you've taken over this program, Rock Recovery. And, I mean, you guys do so much good for so many men and women. Um, What's the story you hear now from a lot of men and women that come in? Similar things that what you and I shared? Or is it just everyone's story is so different? I mean, everyone's story, it's so alarming how different it is. I kind of wish it was just one group of people that struggled you know everyone pictures and I always joke I'm like the worst poster child for eating disorders because I'm a blonde woman you know sorority girl whatever I'm like oh I but really like the men struggle too I mean all, yes. all people are, are impacted by this it's not just what we have the stereotype about so um what we see is really varied I mean in our program we have moms who are in their mm. 30s and 40s we have had grandmothers we have college students we even had a, a nun in our program one time a sister so I'm like I always tell people that if they have to kind of show them like you can't put a label on this like you really don't know how complex this is and the people who who fight this disease how complex it really is yes what's your hope for you know you were saying that people just really don't understand um I guess maybe more distorted eating, right? Is that kind mm-hmm. of how you refer to it? So tell me this, like, what is the thing that, that people don't understand that you would want them to walk away from this podcast really knowing? That they can really trust their body to tell them what they need, that they don't have to keep fighting their body. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? Like, if I had only known that, if I'd heard that I when know. I was 12, if I'd I heard know. that when I was 12, and why does yeah. nobody tell us that? I think partially because people want to make money off of us to some degree, honestly, yeah, they right? They like, do. It drives me nuts. It's the culture. And then, and the other thing, too, is that people really can get better from this and that it's worth it. I remember thinking, well, what will I think about? What will I do with my time? How will I feel safe? Yeah. And man, like the horrible irony of food issues or diets or eating disorders is that you enter into it thinking like, I'm going to control at least this in my life, right? Like I can't control X, Y, and Z out there, but maybe I can control this. And then the horrible irony is it winds up controlling you and kind of robbing you of the last things you have left. And so, I mean, the, the good news is though, that you can regain that, that you can really get better and that it takes telling people you love and getting great, great, treatment and therapy, whatever that might look like for people. Oh my God. That's so good. I feel like if people do get one thing, it is, it's trust your body. Yeah. Trust your body. Totally. Because your body really, and this was, this was again, like mind blowing when I started to learn this, but you know, Rob and my mindful eating therapist would always say, you know, your body will actually tell you and, Mm -hmm. and given the choice, your body will not pick like sweets and sugar all the time. It Mm -hmm. might initially, especially like for you and I and other people that have had eating disorders their whole lives or your body is like starved of calories and nutrients and stuff. Like it, at first you might eat that, but then over time really Mm -hmm. listening and, and focusing on what foods actually energize you. Because the other thing too is I never was conscious that food isn't supposed to make you tired and bloated and, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to go take a nap, like after Thanksgiving dinner, you know, that's, that's really not what food's supposed to do. 
do. It's supposed to energize us and keep us healthy and moving. Totally. So when you begin to look at it through those eyes, you're like, oh yeah, my body doesn't want, maybe one night it wants pizza, but then the next day it wants, you know, some healthy oatmeal, or maybe I'm not mm-hmm. hungry until noontime. And, you know, and everyone has their own customized way to eat. And that's the thing I think that's so hard that we fight in society is you know, diets like Weight Watchers and Adkins and South Beach and Paleo want you to believe that everybody's body, oh, you don't really need, you know, carbs, you know, you don't need, and it's like, no, everyone's body functions optimal differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, it's just kind of the idea that you can trust your body, but you have to change your thinking before you can trust your body sometimes. Cause of course, if you're someone struggling with anorexia, you'd say, well, my body's saying don't eat, so I'm not going to eat. But if you're dealing with the emotional things that you're going mm, with every day, that's true too. and you're removing the good and bad labels about food over Christmas, I remember eating like beige food. I mean, so much beige food. I don't, I mean, the only color I ate was probably like green dye and the Christmas tree cookie my nephew made me, you know, but, and it was great for a couple of days. And then the next day I was like, I literally want a bag of arugula. Like that's all I yeah. want out of life right now. <laughs> but I wanted it because my body wanted it. I wasn't doing that gymnastics in my head of, Oh, well I ate X, Y, and Z. I better only eat green things today or like the world's going to end. Like it wasn't this frantic thing. It was like a peaceful, okay, this is what I need and that's okay. And this is what I'm going to do to honor my body today. You guys have some amazing programs coming up that people we should do. come, donate, support, be a part of. I get to host one you that I'm sure very do. excited about on the 25th. Take us through the next couple of events you've got where we can find out more details. Sure. So Rock Recovery is all doing, always doing all kinds of things in the community. Uh, we like just kind of being out and about to help people talk about this issue. Mm-hmm. And one of our biggest things we do is our annual fundraiser called Building Bridges, Breaking Bread. I thought of that name. I'm very, po- I'm very uh, proud of myself. I you feel like that's very be. clever. Thank you. It's a you. great event. Alliteration. It's an unbelievable event. Yeah, thank you. So um, it's turned into a dinner. So one of the neatest things about our recovery program we offer for adults here in D.C. is that we eat a meal and actually break bread with our clients. And we always say with eating disorders, you know, it's about the food, but it's not about the food. But there is healing that happens when you break bread together. There's something really powerful about that. So this is our annual benefit dinner. It's at Fig and Olive in City Center, D.C., super fancy and fun, on Sunday, February 25th, and it kicks off Eating Disorder Awareness Week. So it's sort of our way of saying, okay, we're coming together as a community to to get funds for people who can't afford care on their own and to have our community actually involved in this conversation. I love it. We're oh so my excited. God. So find out more. People can reach out to you directly. Sure. Me, give me your website. Give me everything. Again, yeah. You know, so our website's you. just www.rockrecoveryed.org. Okay. Dot org. So and the Building Bridges events on there. We do all kinds of community workshops. We're happy to work with anybody in the community to host a new one if someone's interested, too. We've got information on our recovery program on that website. I mean, how to make donations. And we are a nonprofit. And what's cool about us is that... You really are. And we all are. the money goes Girl. directly to yeah. help. So please, please, please donate. I believe yeah. so much in what you're doing. Thank you and I have you. been personal friends for a couple of years. We, I've supported you. I, you know, Ditto, you've done the same for me. And I really, really want people to know, listening to this, that you should donate to Rock Recovery. The money goes everything to a good cause. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, we're just helping people get help who can't afford it. We've... We have um, some some moms on our program like that, like I said, that you know, without us, I don't think they'd be getting getting care, and they'd just be kind of struggling through. And one of them ate her son 
son's birthday cake for the first time at his third birthday just last month. And we were like, what a big deal. Like these were Oh my God. I mean, I could cry because people, you know, you don't know it unless you have, um, and like I talked to some of my girlfriends, I have a girlfriend that I work with at Fox 5 who I love and she has such a healthy relationship with food and eats everything. I mean, and she's the only, we make fun of her because she's in her 30s. She's the only woman that comes in with like White Castle and we're like, oh my God, who's eating (laughs) White Castle beyond the age of 14? But she has such a healthy relationship with food and you know, you, you are envious of that and you take Mm. it for granted when you don't have that. When you think to yourself, I could have never eaten a White Castle burger without wanting to purge or run or, you know, and so Mm. when I hear things like that, it just, it makes me cry because I've been you know, on, in those shoes where you actually debate with yourself, God, should I eat the cake? And it's like, really, when you step back, you think it's a fucking slice of cake. Yeah, <laughs> I totally. But it's so hard and it means so much. So that's an incredible. Wow. We actually did this really cool thing for National Cupcake Day in December called Help Them Eat Cake, which I love because we're like, we're literally yeah. helping people eat cake and it's okay to eat cake. It's great, actually. It's amazing. It's delightful. Christy, you've been so great. Thank you for being on Thanks, this podcast. Sarah. We hope to see you guys on the 25th. It's a terrific event. I'll be emceeing. Um, for more details, rockrecovery.edu.org or ed, excuse me, ed.org. Um, and by the way, too, love that you guys listen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please share this Hey Fresh podcast with someone you know who might be struggling with emotional eating um, and take a look at Rock Recovery. We'll see you soon. Thanks for being on, Chris. Thank you.